0: Just go to indeed.com slash blue wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's indeed.com slash blue wire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: I need mean, the, the more monsters you have, the more bisexual you are. I think and those I've are the rules. So, yeah. I mean, you don't make the rules. No, I don't. I this is now a list. plant podcast. The plant. The plant cast.
2: The. Mm. What? (laughs) (laughs) Trying to think of. The holy flower. Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Holy, Holy Hour. Hour. I'm Amelia Samson. and I'm Liz Ball, and I'm looking Liz straight in
1: the eyes and right now. We're finally reunite. My we hands are really hands. clammy. Um, that's okay. No,
2: that's really nice anyways. of you to say. Oh,
1: yeah. because I love all of you. This is we're having a really tender moment very early on. We really are. Party. Usually, it's because
2: we haven't seen each other in so long. Yeah, yeah. Everyone on, on um patreon can watch us having a having a moment yeah. i almost just said everyone on podcast that's why it took me so long to say patreon it's been a long day <laughs> we're yeah. the everyone on we're podcast <laughs> we are the everyone on podcast um, uh, it's
1: been a long day yeah um, it's been a long life true i think we have said that before
2: because it's so true <laughs> it's extra true
1: uh and i could tell just hearing myself in the mic right now like i still sound sick
2: yeah how are you feeling
1: i feel great i i don't know why i sound this way because i'm not congested um i I think think your body is probably just yeah just the remnants of being Mm -hmm. sick um i had strep throat so it's a good thing amelia didn't come over
2: (laughs) yeah that would have been a big bummer
1: and we were able to record remotely
2: i don't think i'm i don't think i can get strep throat anymore because i got my tonsils out Ooh, i've always wanted my tonsils out it was i don't want them out as an
1: adult i've heard it
2: Hurts awful. But I had strep. I have probably said this on the podcast before because it's my grossest story. Um, I I had strep living in my tonsils what for like a year yeah i my tonsils were enormous like huge and i kept looking at them and i was like i feel like they shouldn't be that big so i went to the doctor they in
1: your tonsils for
2: a year i don't know. they Did gave me take- prednisone like steroids to get them down and they wouldn't go down so i got them taken out and they had to biopsy them because they're like is this a tumor because they were so big yeah. and they were like well we found strep just like living in there just like made a home in my t- in my tonsils but they were like you probably won't get strep anymore
1: wait how old were you
2: 21
1: jeez yeah that was like not that long ago no
2: i used to get strep all the time and i haven't had it since i got my tonsils out or bronchitis i got bronchitis every year until i got my tonsils out wow yeah she was a sick bitch i have i do have
1: large tonsils but generally i can like if i do get sick i get strep but if i can not get sick that's that's the, the goal yeah usually i don't I just don't get sick, but since we're all inside all the time, my immune system is lower. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it's going to
2: suck when everybody starts getting out
1: in a boot again. Yeah, and I'm sure my stress levels made my immune system even lower. You were
2: doing the most.
1: Yeah, I had to go to a funeral and then I was around I was just I have seen very you stressed. since
2: the fu- I haven't seen you in so yeah, long. Yeah, you haven't now that I think about it. Oh my god, it's like I feel like the boys didn't recognize me. Yeah, cat, I think they're
1: just... Uh, it's
2: been too long without their auntie. Yeah, 18. and
1: then I also think they had a very, like, emotional few 24 hours because I was gone this weekend. Mm. And you know what? You can hate me if you want, but I leave my cats alone if I'm gone for a weekend.
2: I think that that's perfectly normal. Yeah. You leave out so much food and water for them, oh, and yeah. they can they can monitor themselves. I'm sure they sleep a lot, we too. They have each other. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. They, yeah. S- they they like, even though they'll, like, you know... uh, fuck around when i'm here when i'm gone i know for a fact they're very like cuddly and they take care of each other
2: it's really sweet you see i'm concerned whenever i leave meows alone i'm like i wonder what she's doing right now i bought a cat camera I wonder if she's thinking of me i bought one too
1: and then okay when you have a cat camera men are gonna be like are you filming me and you're like no that never crossed my mind you fucking creep yeah like
2: yeah why is that the first thing that you think of except everybody that walks my apartment is like what's that because it's just like camera sitting and like the red light is flashing because it it won't connect to the wi-fi so i haven't been um. able to make it work but (laughs) the red light is flashing so it looks like it's recording and everyone that walks into my apartment is like why what are you what is that just like it's not i know it looks like it's recording i
1: swear (laughs) you it's not i'm live streaming my home (laughs) yeah I don't know. Good content. <laughs> this is how many viewers we have right now. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Say hi, Show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, we have um, some hot button topics today. We really do. We've gotten some emails from male listeners. Yeah, so we're doing uh, an episode for the boys. For the for the boys Thursdays for Patreon Fridays for everyone else or for the boys. <laughs> This is a perfect time to plug our Patreon. (laughs) Take it away. We're on Patreon. Um, It's on our link tree on everything. You could also just Google Holy Hour Patreon. You know how we spell our name. Uh, And while I'm plugging shit, while Liz is pulling up the emails, at the Holy Hour on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram, holyhourpodcast at gmail.com to tell us your stories. Boys, girls, everyone. My specific request is
1: uh, we would like spooky stories. Specifically for next week, yeah. Whatever that means to you, a listener sent us a ghost story, and that was fun to read. Um, was and an we're experience. At, yeah, I did have a kind of a creepy experience while I was reading it. She'll tell that next week. Yeah, but I'll tell you next. But if you had a spooky date, you know, tell us that.
2: Oh God, all my dates um, almost have been spooky. <laughs> 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 but like a goo like a ghoulie, like a ghostly story. We love those. Like. Not even. Do you think it has to be date related too, or like? It could be whatever. Related? I
1: think it could be whatever you want. Just
2: tell us what well, was spooky. Yeah. We like spicy shit. You know us. But yeah. like, if you have a spooky story, you just feel inclined to tell us. Please do. Yeah. Our podcast at gmail.com. Probably we an easier to way it. to reach us than Instagram. We will.
1: If if you email us, it is more likely that we'll see it. Yeah. I I thought maybe recommending my DMs instead of your DMs would be helpful, but it is not. <laughs> I realized who I really am at my core. And it's someone who's not good at texting or responding to DMs. Mm-hmm. This weekend, I had like 30 DMs from friends. And I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> nope.
2: No, don't, re- don't reply to me. Nope. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And it says I'll nothing about how much you this. love that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, you know, the older you get, the less time you have. The days feel shorter.
1: Well, also working remote and you're online all day. Anyways, uh, do you? Would you like to read this? One? Sure,
2: I haven't read it yet. So, apologies uh, this, in advance for jumbling. This
1: thumbling. person, uh, this person picked a name for
2: himself. Oh,
1: hell yeah. So I like that. I like that for us. If you want to be called a specific name, let us know that too.
2: Oh, that's fun. <gasps> and then y'all get nicknames. Yeah. That's really cute. Yeah. Everyone gets a nickname. Wait, you hold on. Before we read this, others we get yeah. a good opportunity. You got something in the mail.
1: Okay. So we have a listener who is like basically one of our friends.
2: <laughs> I feel like I know <laughs> yeah. her.
1: Yeah. It feels like we know her in real life. Yeah. Um, and she's just like so sweet. Love talking to her. But she sent me a birthday present uh, to Amelia's P.O. box. And I was having... I was really going through it last week. Like, I was just hanging on by a thread. And she, like, let me know that she sent me a birthday present to Amelia's P.O. box. And I... My whole... Okay. My whole drink didn't fit in here. um, Because I put an ice cube in here. It's for champagne. uh, But it has my name on it. It's so cute. Yeah. And I, like... I was going to drink out of it, but
2: it was mostly vodka.
1: Which is fine, but I wasn't ready for that today. It's still Monday.
2: <laughs> she was tossing around the idea in the kitchen. She was like, it's really small. This is mostly vodka. I Should I just I do it? Yeah. I <laughs> yeah, I was I, like, I, yeah, like, like, I can do this. It. It. Um, it was like the Kermit in the hood. I'm like, Fuck but I
1: still yeah. have it right here. And I'll probably put uh, when my drink gets a little smaller, put it in there because I just want to drink from it. It's so cute. Yeah. And she's... Um, Let's call her our Pisces bestie. Pisces bestie, yeah, that's her. Um, and everything she sent me a little box, and it had like little like, uh, what's it called? A monogram, like a little monogram mirror. It was the it box was had your name relie- like, yeah. Oh my god, the, the box gold. had my name on it. Yeah, uh, it was it was just like the most special, thoughtful thing. It was really sweet. It's really, but, is. and
2: all, everything in there is cute. You know how yeah. like sometimes you get like gift boxes and there's like stuff there's, there's like a candle yeah and some lip balm i, I put, to say, I put on use the lip everything before in we there
1: recording it was very sweet but i want to thank her on on the podcast we fucking love on air. you yeah you're just the sweetest yeah
2: um but anyway the reason i thought of that was because of nicknames we were mm-hmm. tossing around nicknames yeah to we were to call trying her. to think
1: of a nickname for her it's like so we, she's our pisces bestie
2: that's good you just that was on the spot and that mm-hmm. was good yeah okay, yeah cool. it
1: felt right all right Okay. anyways
2: going into this email Hi, Amelia and Liz. I messaged you on Patreon, but you recommended that people email you, so I'm setting this as well. Male listener here. I've got a few stories slash things I'd like to share with you, and if you want to use any of them, please refer to me as Sad Boy. Love that. I don't know why, but that is the name I have decided to go <laughs> by. Sometimes I go by Sad Boy.
1: Yeah. I've, <laughs> I mean, everyone has Sad Boy hours. Yeah, it's so, so true. Yeah, that's relatable.
2: <laughs> I've been listening to every single episode and I adore you both. My wife and I were talking and she suggested I bring something up to you guys to discuss. There are lots of things I'd love to hear you guys discuss, but we'll go one at a time. So I am roughly 2% of men who cannot achieve orgasm during sex. My wife has never given me an orgasm in our eight year long relationship. I am able to orgasm while masturbating, but no person has ever made me orgasm. I wish that I could and am working through therapy to try to figure it out. For the most part, it doesn't bother me too much. I love pleasing my wife and making her orgasm and focusing on her is fine with me. She, on the other hand, is unhappy with the situation. She feels that an orgasm is an achievement that should be completed and because she can't give me that, it hurts her. If you were in her shoes, how would you feel and handle this situation? Once again, love the podcast. Proud to be a listener and can't wait to hear more of you. Thanks. Very good question. I have multiple things to say. I also love that this listener shared this
1: with us. Yeah. Um. Just because like... We love, like, learning more. Yeah. And, like, making sure there's, like, representation across the board. Totally. Uh, But I, like, like, thinking about this, I would feel the same way Mm -hmm. as his wife. And I think there's a lot of reasons for that. Like, I think so often in heterosexual relationships or, like, uh, when you're dating a man, you just kind of feel like... um, so often, sex with men is treated as achievement based. Mm-hmm. So, like, if the goal is to have an orgasm, yeah, and I think that's just kind of like a byproduct of everything. Like, that's how we're like raised to feel and think about sex, and like, um, we're we're just kind of t- socialized to focus on like male pleasure. Yep. So there is kind of this like inherent like feeling of like oh I'm not good enough Mm -hmm. like I'm not enough to make you want this Mm -hmm. or make you orgasm and even though like obviously you're married and you're in an eight year long relationship like you've she knows and you know that that's not the case but it still is this like kind of lingering feeling Uh you know yeah that's how I would feel
2: totally and like also with us always like being fed the idea that like it is goal-oriented sex like for the man to have an orgasm like Mm -hmm. even on like shows that are making fun of that idea it's still like widely known that like when the man has the orgasm that's it like yeah and then they like like, roll over
1: yeah and and she's like
2: like "Mm," like, on sitcoms and shit that's like always some you know what i mean but like i was thinking about something similar i don't want to derail this too much but i was thinking about something similar about whiskey dick because, mm, like, mm-hmm. whenever I am hooking up with a guy and they, like, can't stay hard, they're always like, I'm so sorry, this has nothing to do with you. And I'm like, no, it's like, it's okay. I under- I know that that happens when you drink. But then there's also a part of me that's, like, knowing that they're drunk and still being, like... You know, like, is it something about me? Even though consciously I'm like, no, it's, he has been drinking all day, you know? Yeah. But there's something about like knowing all of the facts and having all of the facts and still feeling like you could be doing something differently um, and like not feeling adequate that you can't make that happen. And then as a result of that, like the added pressure of like not being able to stay hard or not being able to have an orgasm makes it harder for it to happen because you're there's so much pressure on it Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. so like that doesn't help him but what is she gonna do just like pretend like she doesn't care like that's not fair either so it's this like self perpetuating (laughs) cycle of like her being upset the pressure being applied on him her being upset about the pressure being applied on him because now he especially can't have an orgasm you know what i mean do you get what i'm saying like it's it just kind of feeds itself
1: it's this is like such a perfect intro into what I like wanted to talk about that I teased about last week um with come as you are like the ultimate like big secret that I've been like waiting to fucking get to in this book and um I think it really applies here as well and uh I also don't know like all of the circumstances in this specific situation like you know, like, is this like medical or is it mm-hmm. emotional or? It so med- many yeah. things. There's like so many different routes that this could go, um, but uh, if we're just like generally talking about if one person is lower desire and another person's higher desire, because I wouldn't, based on this, I wouldn't say like this person is necessarily lower desire, like no. with his wife because he enjoys getting her off
2: right it's just like so, the act of finishing
1: in general though i would i would before i get into like the big reveal of the book <laughs> um i would say there's probably like a middle ground you know if he's getting himself off if she's involved in some way mm-hmm. um because i've done that a few times and i think that's really hot i think
2: it's super hot yeah what is that um mutual masturbation mm-hmm. yeah i love that
1: or even just like like uh, sometimes, like, well, now I'm gonna
2: talk about myself
1: a little bit. Oh. Uh, sometimes Mr. Liz and I will do that, where, it's- like, it, but it's mostly for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where I'm, like, um, he's tired, and I'm, like, I, uh, uh get, feel a little, I feel away <laughs> at night. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah. So, so, you'll do that instead of have yeah, sex? Yeah,
1: he'll, like, kiss on me, and, like... Be in control a little bit. Hell yeah. And uh, like still like whisper in my ear and be sexy and hot. Yeah. See, there are ways to like. It still feels like enjoyable because there's like another person participating. And in.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's involved. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I think like being able to. Well, it it would be interesting to know if this if sad boy (laughs) has been able to do like been able to masturbate and come in front of his wife or if it's the same kind of thing of like it's like a performance thing and so yeah it I was won't work
1: this, i was wondering the
2: same thing so we don't we obviously don't have all of the context that we need but i think like you said there could be so many reasons that this could be happening like medical stress mm-hmm. um i mean i don't know if this roughly two percent of men who can't achieve orgasm I don't, I don't know if that's an actual number if that was like ingest i'm sure it
1: is i'm i'm sure after like experiencing this uh that sad boy
2: probably did a lot
1: of research i'm sure
2: that's a good point yeah so it's like i mean it's something that has been looked at you know what mm-hmm. i mean so it's not like a you're not alone in it obviously i know two percent mm-hmm. sounds low but that's like a lot of people yeah it really <laughs> a lot is, of that is a lot of people yeah um so yeah i don't know like i think his his main question here was how we would feel yeah because we obviously aren't doctors so I I could guess all day but yeah I
1: think like I I would absolutely like feel personal (laughs) about it I would definitely internalize that totally and that
2: doesn't mean that you should feel bad about it but like it it makes sense why she feels that way but not it, it makes sense that she feels that way but it's not your fault
1: yeah like at the end of the day too most people have like both of like she she can still understand and believe and accept the truth and still feel, like, you know, um, inferior maybe is mm-hmm. the right word. Yeah. Um, like, it could still kind of, like, pain you a little bit. Yeah. Um, because there is that part of your ego. Like, I, I was thinking yesterday how if we didn't have, like, our, like, small part of our ego, like, keeping us grounded – we would just be like, every if if every single person did not have some form of an ego, mm-hmm. like keeping them in their human body, we would be insane.
2: <laughs> we would all be narciss- Like I feel like that's narcissistic personality disorder when you don't have something grounding you.
1: Uh, no, when you don't have an ego. If you don't have an ego.
2: Oh, no ego, like yeah. not feeling good about, oh, I see what well, you're saying. N- well,
1: no ego, like. I think of your ego as something that like is – that's what makes you human. Yeah. Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. uh, It's why you are reactive to your feelings. Right. And it's like why you have feelings. But if we had no ego, we'd just be like very confusing species. (laughs) Yeah, totally. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I know what you're saying. I kind of want
2: to know what it would be like, but (laughs) – I know. It would be interesting. I thought you meant like having like an ego that keeps you grounded of like – not, you mean like egotistical, right? Yeah, but like a, the piece of it that's like, but I'm still like a human and I'm not shit, you know? Mm-hmm, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. but I see what you're saying. No, totally. It would be, it would be
1: yeah, a weird would, world. It out. really
2: would. I mean, there's for sure an evolutionary reason that we have it. Oh, yeah. It's survival. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah. We, I took a motivation, a psychology of motivation class in college. And like the first day of class, I'm sure I've talked about this on the podcast, but the first day of class, she was like, try to name a human tendency that we, that wasn't evolved for us to survive. And nobody could think of anything. No. Like, every single thing that we do and every single way that we act. And, like, I think this is a good example of it, too. Like, us being upset that, like, you can't help somebody reach an orgasm. Like, that's all biologically based. And I think that we forget to give ourselves grace when we get upset yeah. about things. If you even want to
1: pull that apart even more, like... um, When you think about just, like, because you and I have talked about, like, pick me type of behavior. Mm -hmm. That's also very, like, survival related. Oh, yeah. You have had to, like, cater to the patriarchy for your survival for so long. And now that we're trying to deconstruct that. Yeah. It's just constantly being faced with, like, why do I care so much about how I look? Ah! Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's just a high-pitched ringing in your ear (laughs) where you're just, like, eee.
2: It's like after an explosion in a movie. Yeah.
1: That's how I feel when I think like too deep about something. I'm like,
2: ah. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no.
1: Or It's like that TikTok sound where it's like, ah. <laughs> oh. Do you know what I'm talking no. about? It echoes. So maybe that's why. It's like a kid's voice. It's like, ah.
2: Oh. Now that you've said it, it's going to be all over my 40 page.
1: <laughs> I'm going to send it to you. Please do. <laughs> um. Anyways, big reveal of Come As You Are. So. The chapter I had been waiting to get to, I feel like my mouth is getting dry because I'm so excited to talk about this. Uh What I was the most interested in and basically what this book aims to solve is when one person is higher desire in the relationship and another person is lower desire and that is just such a common issue I don't even want to call it an issue it's just like a common situation that couples are in Mm -hmm. it's like this situation and like disagreements about money are like the top two like points of contention in relationships and this book focuses on heterosexual relationships in general but I think across the board these ideas can be applied so the chapter I had wanted to read was like what like what do you do when one of you is lower desire and higher desire, how do you fix that? Because, you know, no one's going to be like, well, what can I, like, you want a solution. Mm -hmm. And the book doesn't get to that chapter without making you read all of these other very important things you need to understand about yourself and how your brain works and how your body works. Mm -hmm. And I think it's very important for everyone to know, like, there are two categories of spontaneous desire and responsive desire and a very low amount, like, a very low percentage of people are have spontaneous desire, where you're just sitting at your desk and you're like, huh, I'm horny. <laughs> like, that is not super common. Mm-hmm. And then, like, most people, majority of people are responsive desire. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, where your threshold is is independent to you. It's individual to you. So it, you, you're – like, a responsive desire means you have to be – uh, this is the way I think of it is not are you in the mood but are you in the mood to be in the mood mm. so um when you think of it like that it's profound yeah it, like are you in the mood to be in the mood mm-hmm. not are you in the mood yeah. because like you can there are things you can do to be in the mood but you have to do a lot of work yeah especially when like you're at this point where you're like my partner doesn't want to have sex and I do with the fuck do we do yeah how do we fix this because it's like you don't want to have less sex and they don't want to have more sex Mm -hmm. and there's just like this vicious cycle of like the person who wants more sex feeling like rejected and bad about themselves and like they're constantly like chasing after this person and they're putting themselves out there and they're they're just constantly getting rejected and then the other person feels like they the person with lower desire feels like they can't just like have any form of physical intimacy with their partner without feeling like they're being pawed at for sex. Yeah. Um, I remember reading, like, I think it was, like, a comment or something. It wasn't in this book. I read it somewhere where someone was, like, I used to feel like I couldn't even get undressed around my husband without him trying to, like, touch me. So I would, like, change in the bathroom. And I've been in that situation. I've been on both ends where you're, like, you're, you're, like, all you want for me is sex and I, like, am so uncomfortable and I just, like, I can't even just, like, change into my pajamas without, like, being groped or something. Mm-hmm. And then I've been on the other end where you're like, wait, <laughs> I've been told my whole life that boys want to have sex and you don't want to have sex right now. Yeah. Like, you must not like me mm-hmm. or something's wrong with me or I'm not attractive or I don't know. There's yeah. just – it turns into, like, a spiral. So <laughs> all that being said, like you learn a lot about responsive desire and what that means to each person. And like, um, the author explains it as accelerator and gas pedals. And so you could have like really sensitive brakes or, er, but accelerator and gas pe- pedals are the same. So you could ha- like an accelerator and brakes. I there didn't even notice. Yeah, so I was yeah, like, yeah, that yeah.
2: makes so much sense.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, yes, bitch, go <laughs> yeah, on. Um, no, you have an accelerator and you breaks. brakes and, um, you could have like a normal accelerator and really sensitive brakes. So like stress can just be your brakes. Like your stress of like, oh, well I have to work and then I have to make dinner and then I have this kid at home. And like, when am I supposed to even feel sexy about myself? And I like, there's just so much going on that the stress makes it even more like, you, you just don't feel any sort of desire and then that lingering pressure on top of all of these other stressors of like oh and now my partner expects me to have sex with them and perform and then you're like god I don't even want that and it just get it's just snowballs yeah yeah so um thinking about those factors And like your partner being aware of those factors. So if you like a good place to start is thinking of like a time where you did really enjoy sex and um, what were the things that led up to it? Not even just like what about the sex did you enjoy? But like what was that whole day like? How did that go? Like what set you up to enjoy it? Mm -hmm. And um, thinking of those things and like making a list of that and communicating that with your partner is like a great place to start. I, I'm totally like doing exactly what the author did which is like I'm not going to give you the answer yet <laughs> but it, I feel like these things are so important to know before I can share the answer and so I finally got to the chapter and it's like what do I do and the answer is to not have sex for as long as it takes so you remove any sort of like expectation or stigma For as long as it takes – like, it could be a few weeks. It could be a few months. Like, don't have sex and don't have any, like, physical intimacy with your partner that, like, becomes sexual. So that way your partner knows, like, if the lower stress partner knows – or not lower stress, the lower desire partner knows, like, physical intimacy is not an expectation that we are going to have sex. And then the higher desire person doesn't feel rejected all the time. And the author writes to both people, and I actually want to read those.
2: (gasps) Yeah. Oh, my God.
1: This is so exciting. So, I mean, seeing, let's say, like, to not have sex, that's not an answer I wanted to read. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's not anything anyone wants to see. Like, yeah, the answer is to not have sex. Um, Let me find it. Uh, But it like she refers to it as a chasing dynamic and you have to fix the chasing dynamic. Uh, It's not the differential itself that causes the issue. It's how the couple manages it. Problematic dynamics emerge when partners have different levels of desire and they believe that one person's level of desire is better than the other person's. For example, let's say partner A has a more spontaneous desire and partner B is more responsive. In this scenario, partner A may feel rejected and undesirable because they almost always do the initiating, and then partner B may start to feel pushed and judged and so will resist more. Partner A asks and asks and asks and feels rejected and hurt and resentful because partner B keeps saying no, no, no. (laughs) and partner B feels defensive but also guilty and hurt because just being asked makes partner B feel like there must be something wrong with them. Meanwhile, partner A may even start to wonder, am I broken? Do I want sex too much? Am I sexually obsessed or compulsive? It's a mess. I call it the chasing dynamic. And how do you fix the chasing dynamic? We know the answer by now. The problem isn't desire itself, it's the context. You need more sex-related stimuli, act activating the accelerator and fewer things hitting the brakes the chasing dynamic hits the brakes Mm -hmm. so things that activate it are just like understanding each other and being in each other's like comfort zone of like there is no expectation to have sex we trust each other and that allows like it removes a lot of stressors and that allows you to be like yes i want sex so um to disrupt it take away take away the chase Take sex entirely off the table. No sex, whatever sex means in your relationship, but generally no genital contact and no orgasms with the other person present. And I was reading this and I was like, oh, I wanted the answer to oh, be like man. not that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then it's like for how long? And she says a month or two weeks or three months, long enough to feel like there's a substantial barrier. So when you take sex off the table in order to break down the chasing dynamic, both partners must agree fully and equally that they are creating the dynamic together. <laughs> neither partner is the problem. The dynamic they're stuck in is the problem. Damn. So looking at it, uh, like looking at it from like a team standpoint of like, no, neither of us are the problem. Our like our levels of desire may be different, but like the situation we're in is not working. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I feel like I want sex more if I'm like not able to get it. Does that make sense? Yeah, totally. You're like, I have to prove something to myself now. Yeah. I have to make sure that like you care about me.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I have to make sure I'm good enough. Right. And I think that there's a survival aspect of that too. Yeah. Like, there's a message under that. Yeah, totally. I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think that it's really easy to, for I'm sure you have m- more I mean, we should really just, like, read the whole book on this podcast. Yeah, honestly. Do, like, an audio book. <laughs> um, but, like, they... I think that it's easy to forget that we are animals that, like, react to a lot of different shit. Like, the whole thing of, like, you have to... Are you in the mood to be in the mood is huge because, like, there are so many external stimuli that set us up for, like... Some days I'm just, like yesterday was a really good example. Like I was so fucking tired and just like not in the mood, you mm-hmm. know. And it was just kind of like, like what, like, but I didn't know that it was because I was tired and I hadn't eaten well that day and like I had been drinking all weekend, so I was just like tired, you know, like my body like shit, was tired, I feel gross, yeah. And I was just like, but I just like, and I wasn't in the mood to be in the mood. And it's like I don't, I don't think that we're conditioned to think that way it's just like am i in the mood or am i not in the mood like we're very Mm -hmm. black and white in that way it's like what's like the shortest route that we can take to get to sex am i in the mood no that i'm not going to it's like we don't think about it and like can we like work as a team like what is going on here to like make it so that and then that's just like a one-off issue like sometimes you're just like not in the mood so that doesn't matter but like i say that to say there is so much shit that can contribute to how you're feeling in the moment and i don't think that we ever really put enough time an effort into figuring out what that is. There's also a misconception that, like, if you're not wet, then
1: you're not in the mood. That's not true. Yeah. So that would also be considered, um, like, responsive desire. Like, you could still be in the mood and not, like, physically show that. Yeah. Yeah. In whatever that, whatever way that means. But... Yeah, take take that as you want, but like this That's is coming huge. from a an expert, a PhD. Yeah, she's done a lot of studies on this and revised this book so many times, but I like I fully believe that is a really valid solution instead of like being like, okay, well, partner A needs to ha- want sex less and partner B needs to want sex more. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah.
2: great now we both feel bad yeah (laughs) so how is that gonna fix anything we just always I think humans I don't think I know humans just think very black and white about things so it's Mm -hmm. like it's like well if you don't want sex and I want sex then I must need to not want sex as much and you must need to do what you can to want sex more like that it just makes sense to think about it that way and it's not that's not practical at all once I like got to this part
1: I just kind of like was at peace with just like if one person wants sex more and one person wants se- sex less. Yeah. I feel like I've been both of those people and sometimes I am still both of those people. Yeah. And so I was my partner. So it's like, and this, like any partner you have, it's going to be like you're not always going to be on the same page all the time.
2: I think it's you know? really rare. It's, this is the issue with like how people talk about sex. Have you ever had this? Oh my issue? god. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Like I've I I fall into the issue in a lot of my long-term relationships where like and this this has to be a whole other conversation. Um but like I get too close to them. Like I kind of see them as like a best friend and then I like and like really comfortable with them and I'm like being kind of gross around them and then like I don't really wanna have sex with them. And like that happened with my ex. Like he was kind of always he was he was the person that was like, she doesn't want it. Like what can I must be? I think me. that's the dynamic that we're used to. Yeah, totally. And then I was like, I don't know, like and then we were long distance. So like when we were together, it was like we had to have sex because it was like our only time to do it. And then that's pressure. That doesn't make it fun, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, So yeah, I've been in this situation a lot. I think it's it, an issue with how people talk about sex is like you really, unless you're talking to your like very good friends, you only hear when people are having like a great sex life. Yeah. You know? Like nobody's ever like, yeah, I don't know. Well, like, don't really I don't want to
1: have sex. I more recently have experienced like when i want to have sex more my partner does not Mm -hmm. and that is such a confusing place to be like for the amount of time i've been having sex in my life i've never been in this situation Mm -hmm. and then um i confided in one of my like best friends that like that's what i've been experiencing and she was like oh my god like i've been going through the same thing and then she's like, you're not alone. And that was, like, the most important thing to me was to know it wasn't just me. Oh, my God. You yeah. know? Because you see couples where you're like, oh, my God. They're, like, such a – they they're so great together. And, like, they're, they're so happy or whatever. And then you're, like – you realize, like, oh, they also, like, aren't on, like, completely in sync when it comes to their sex life. Yeah. And, like, that does have an emotional impact – um, not to say it does not have an emotional impact on men as well, but, like, I think it's, like, very confusing for women to not, like, personalize it because we're, like, taught we're going to be chased after for sex.
2: And we're socialized to think men always want to have sex. Exactly. And then that adds pressure on men to feel like they have to always want sex. And yes. that sucks. So
1: then it's just this vicious cycle of now we all feel terrible. Yeah. And I think it's really good advice to just be in each other's presence without any expectation from each other.
2: Yes, totally. So, damn. That's the wow. big combo of the night. <laughs> topically relevant chapter to get to with this email. Yeah, it's perfect. Led right in. This is a really good opportunity to talk about um, some of our listeners started a Discord. Um, I know not all of you follow us on Instagram, so just in case you didn't see that we posted about it, there is a Discord on our link tree for y'all to talk um, and ask for advice and just like connect after all of the episodes. Um, Really basically as anonymously as you want to because Discord allows you to be anonymous if you want to, so it's not as personal as the Facebook page was for that reason, um, but yeah, the link is on our link tree. Just click it and it's just an automatic invitation to join it. And it's been so great so far. Liz and I geeked the fuck out when y'all started this. Yeah, I was, uh, I will even say Mr. Liz was stoked. <laughs>
1: Hell yeah. Um, he has said he wants to join the Discord, We'll see if that actually happens. I'm it like, would be so it would be cool. really funny if he did. He was very excited. He was like, "Oh my god, I'm gonna be on the Discord!" So we'll see if he actually does. But that would be really funny to have him join. Yeah, he makes, his name, Mr. Liz. Yeah, he makes his name, Mr. Liz. I
2: love that. And, and I was saying when when Liz told me that before we recorded, Squints would be so fucking game to join the Discord. Of course he would. <laughs> he's just such a little. He's a little ham. He would love it. So I think if Mr. Liz joins, I bet Squints would. Mm-hmm. I'm not even gonna squints would join <laughs> and I bet magic man would Mm, maybe I was
1: thinking oh when, actually he would he totally would he would
2: he'd be a good one to join he would I don't know he's hilarious any of, other of my music man would be like mm, sorry who's this little new phone <laughs> new phone who does he'd be like I've never uh, used discord uh, um <laughs> okay you want to read this one sure
1: i need to move my
2: i also feel like that whole chapter that you read was like probably our sex fact of the week yeah we don't need to do we can't we can't cover that was that yeah we can't get a sex fact that's better than that this male
1: listener also wrote us a very nice intro um that i'm gonna skip because we don't need to congratulate ourselves Even more than we already do on this podcast. (laughs) Um, I'm also not going to say his name. But his pronouns, he clarified for us, are he, him, and I love that. Thank you for doing that. Um, But he says, I am a 30-year-old middle school teacher coincidentally based in Seattle who tries to balance professional, social, and dating life, but am constantly finding it difficult. (laughs) Word. I can barely, like, be a person and, like...
2: (laughs) Yeah. Work. Uh Like
1: yeah um like everyone else on the planet i suffer from anxiety and depression but have been seeing a therapist every other week for a while now so that's so that helps That's
2: like that was like those two sentences are the ultimate millennial summary yeah (laughs)
1: like uh, like everyone else uh (laughs) uh, i love how y'all normalize talking about mental health and seeking help it has me uh it has helped me I feel like I can't read today. It has helped m- make me more confident in opening up about my mental health and
2: destigmatize therapy.
1: Keep up that meaningful work. I love how you
2: were like, we're not going to congratulate ourselves and read the beginning, but you're just so nice throughout this yeah. email. Yeah,
1: <laughs> he just is <laughs> dropping in compliments. It's not even me, I swear, you guys. <laughs> now for a sex story i've been dying to email y'all this story since i started listening but haven't gotten around to it this goes back to high school while i was dating a long time dating a long time partner it was my first sexual partner and we were honestly just two ultra horny teenagers trying to do and experience as much as we could say like who who among us hasn't been there
2: i think i'm in that now
1: (laughs) uh one night while her mom was out we were hooking up in her mom's room fucked up i know but she weirdly seemed to get off on hooking get off to hooking up in her mom's room probably something to do with her mom issues <laughs> Jesus, that
2: was such a thing in high sorry yeah, i know I keep cutting in i try not to do this when we're reading listener stories that was such a thing in high school like yeah we had sex on, on his parents bed like what i've is never that? done that i hadn't either i didn't have sex in high school <laughs> but i've also just never done that Continue. no
1: Uh, On top of that, she was on her period. She would get crazy horny. I'm not sure if this is common or not because... uh, Wait, sorry, I lost my spot. I'm not sure if this is common or not because my partners since then either haven't exhibited these urges or haven't had their periods due to whatever birth control they were on. Um, I will specify or clarify, I guess, like, I feel like there's a point... I don't wanna speak for all people with vaginas of like when you're on your period, like there's a point where the wind blows just right and you're like, Oh God, remember sex. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Or you're like, Someone touch me. Yeah. So
2: Yeah. I mean ovulating is like there's oh you no. Know, y- oh the, god. Uh, there's Obulating's a purpose for that.
1: Dangerous territory for me. <laughs> <laughs> um there was one I think I mentioned this before. There was one day I was ovulating where it was relentless. In the it was like a day in the summer. I think it was the hottest day in of the year in Seattle. And I was just like, oh my God.
2: I need somebody to put a baby in me, right? Yeah, now. exactly. Uh-huh.
1: I was like, the wind is just hitting my neck. And I'm like, someone touch me. I don't know. It was it was really bad. Oh my god. <laughs> Anyways. Um where were we uh we were doing the deed and after she came she wanted to finish me with her mouth of course i didn't think anything of it because it felt incredible after i finished she came up for a kiss all all i remember was me all i remember me doing was covering my mouth as i said oh my god (gasps) her face was any her wait her face was covered in blood it looked like she was a lioness who had just come up from gorging a zebra carcass (laughs) Oh In God. later years, it reminded me of the first season of Game of Thrones when Daenerys was eating that horse heart. <laughs> when she realized what I was shocked at, she ran to the bathroom to clean herself off and we were able to laugh about it after. Oh. So fucking funny. So that's the end of the story.
0: <laughs> oh my God. Yes. Honestly, that's
2: hilarious. That reminded me because I thought the story was going to go somewhere else. Um, just little anecdote. I, before I started having sex... <laughs> So I was heavily bullied in middle school and and then I moved from that middle school. I got bullied in the next middle school I went to. It's fine. I'm okay. It's my villain origin story. I am so (laughs) I'm okay. I got all my tears on about it. (laughs) But when I moved to Seattle from Pennsylvania and I still was not desired by boys, I would tell all of the boys that were mean to me in Pennsylvania that I was. And I came up with this story. (laughs) This is so stupid. Wait, I love this. I would tell these boys... um, There's a new uh, enemy of the pod. Parker was his name.
1: Fuck you, Parker. Fuck
2: you, Parker. But I would talk to Parker on AIM. And I had this story that I manufactured where I would say that I... um, it was it was eloquent and like in the flow of conversation, but the story was that it was I was eloquent
1: as I, a seventh grader on AIM, On <laughs> AIM
2: four score and seven <laughs> years ago, I wrote it with my feather pen. But I would tell this story about going like giving a guy head, him coming in my mouth, and then me not swallowing and kissing him, and they're still being cum in my mouth just to like fuck with the guy. Like it was some sort of like. Yeah, I'm like a hot bad girl. Like I you know, it was the stupidest fucking thing. And they all thought it was so lit. They were like, oh my god, ew. Like, but that's a badass. Like you let guys come in your mouth because I was like in like eighth grade. <laughs> but this was I a didn't even know what like, blowjobs were in eighth grade. Leaned into this story. And looking back on it, it's just like, I wonder if they ever think about that. Cause that was so obviously a fake story, but I like told it a lot. Like I was like, if I tell it enough, it'll like seem like it's the truth <laughs> because no boy would look my way. <laughs> it's, so it's creating a life. I kind of love that for you. <laughs> well, I also
1: like, that's also a little like unheard of of like a girl making up lies I know. about something like that, like giving head. Mm-hmm. I feel like go- boys would always lie about that. They'd be like, yeah, and then she sucked my dick. And then the girl is like, I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> It's just like the prettiest girl in like seventh grade or something and she's
2: like, what i did not do that i
1: don't (laughs) even have my first cell phone (laughs) i haven't even got my period yet you're telling people i i did what now why would i why would i put that in my mouth it's you pee there (laughs) there. i didn't even know what come i didn't know what semen was until maybe like some point in high school well i clearly i didn't I feel like I, i like saw porn at some point and i was like I huh? So something comes out.
2: <laughs> it's just really funny to think of like the type of sexual deviant that I would like thought that I was gonna be because like, I mean, you kind of are. I don't let people unless it's a holiday, like a birthday. Nobody's coming in my mouth. Yep, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like, what am I gonna? I'm gonna hold it in long enough to go to this guy's face and kiss him like he's going to kiss me after I go and down on like, him in the first place. Like <laughs> just spit do, it
1: out. Like Trevi Fal- Trevi, yep. <laughs>
2: <laughs> just make it rain on him hoes yeah <laughs> oh my god you know what i might Watch what if out, a, boys.
1: what if a bluff job was just blowing on their penis i would get so it's dizzy a light little you wind pass out <laughs> she blew me so hard she passed out <laughs> i don't think you're doing <laughs> it right man <laughs> that's so fucking hot man <laughs> it reminds me of uh you ne- you really need to see pen 15 yeah, i do there's this there's this like episode or a scene where in one of the episodes where they're like uh all talking about it like the boys are like yeah i totally like masturbated last night <clears throat> maybe this isn't pen 15 and it's a different show that has a similar premise a big mouth maybe I literally can't remember where I saw this where like the guy like the boys are like 12 or 13 and they're like yeah I masturbated last night and then they're like did you masturbate and the the kid has never done it and he's like uh yeah totally like Um. like seven times or something Um. (laughs) and then they're like so like we don't believe you (laughs) it's just like it's just so funny to think about like how clueless we all were and like trying to like pretend like we knew yeah what we were talking about like we
2: were having like all this sex yeah i know it's so I, I never funny to
1: think about no i grew up catholic so i've always felt ashamed of sex um <laughs> i was
2: like oh, oh I, I used to did you ever play um oh my god
1: what was it called i wasn't nervous where they put their hand and
2: like, are you nervous? No, it was like an internet game. It was like Pictionary, oh. but it was on, it was oh, called like yeah. Ink. Draw me or something? No, it was like Draw me. It was like one of the first Draw me's, but it was on like um, shockwave.com. Um, I feel
1: like I do remember this. Oh my God, this
2: is going to bug me. Anyway, I was obsessed with it. And that was my first time catfishing
1: really but I didn't use
2: someone's pictures I just like described myself a certain way because I always wanted to be like how did you describe yourself so I was like 12 and I would say I growing up was obsessed with Britney Spears I've said this multiple times on this podcast and so and like Britney blew up when she was 16 and so since I was like five when Britney Spears like became a thing I was dying to be 16 so I would tell all of these guys on this
1: I'm 16.
2: Pictionary online game because there was like a chat on it that like I was like a 16 year old like blonde surfer girl from California. (laughs) And it's just like I just thought it was I had this idea in my mind of like what like a sexy girl like like 16 is so fucking young and surfing was like very cool oh yeah the blue crush days oh yeah like hollister was just like becoming like a cool thing and Mm -hmm. like i didn't fit in anything hollister that made me look good so i was like really obsessed with the idea of being this like skinny hot blonde 16 year old surfer that shops at hollister and lives in california and like i leaned in and it's just so funny to look back on all these lies that I told as a kid that like I thought would be like desirable to boys, you know, mm-hmm. like giving someone a head and then putting cum in their mouth, <laughs>
1: their <laughs> own cum, their no, cum in their <laughs> mouth.
2: That is those boys' villain origin stories. <laughs> yeah,
1: those fake boys. <laughs> yeah, these
2: manufactured like, and boys. And
1: spit cum in my <laughs> mouth, and that's why I pay a dominatrix. <laughs> to kick my ass every week
2: you're welcome yeah
1: <laughs> you un unlo- you unlocked something in parker i bet he i bet he uh was like hey you want to try something i would love to see oh. how this waterfalled into other guys lives like yeah. the, the, the boys who you told this story to if they were like yeah and then i don't know like she said that she like Will you like spit my cum in my mouth? Like
2: (laughs) This girl once told me that she did this thing. Anyway, don't ask questions.
1: Uh (laughs) It just and then and then they I bet they told someone, they're like, Bro, are you gay? Like, how can I be gay? It's my own cum. I don't know. I'm coming up with a whole scenario in my head right now and I'm having a lot of fun.
2: Is it gay to have your own cum in your mouth? No. Talk about it on our Discord. <laughs> um,
1: speaking of having your own cum in your mouth, you have no idea what I'm about
2: to say. No, I'm so scared. Uh,
1: <laughs> when I was in high school and I was like being intimate for one of the first few times, uh-huh. um, <laughs> I was like giving a handjob because that's the only time I've given that. <laughs> was in high school and I was using lotion and I was, he was like laying down in my bed and I was sitting up and I was like jacking him off and then he shot come into
2: his own face <laughs> shut the fuck up that's beautiful <laughs> well. guess who it was shoeman yeah. shut the fuck up oh I've never been happier we dated
1: when we were teenagers
2: but... oh my god <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: yeah, he came in his own face
2: I'm sure a lot of guys have. I just love the image of him specifically being like, oh, oh. (laughs) Yeah. Fuck that guy. Not literally, though. That is so funny. (laughs) That is so funny. It's really funny to think back on, like, our early, like, Some guys are just shooters, you know? Yes. Like.
1: (laughs) I wonder how many times those guys have came in their own face. I probably and then they realize like oh i need to have like a like a plan here i need yeah. to get like a, a, t- a tissue
2: uh-huh yeah do like a or like Come one in your of those, own like, eye like the splash zone ponchos they give you at yeah. sea world <laughs> throw one of those on before you masturbate you're in the splash zone
1: i feel like i heard a story about someone having crabs in their eye what i wish i could remember the whole thing
2: wow yeah what a teaser what a little tidbit to give and not be able to follow up on well it. i
1: don't remember if it's something i read or like a person that i heard crab's this story from
2: like, aren't crabs just lice
1: yeah
2: but in your pubic hair yes so how do you know when it's not head lice in your eyes is there a, yeah i want to know
1: if there's a difference i don't know yeah because crabs are on your
2: pubes yeah
1: I haven't heard of anyone having crabs in a long time.
2: I Me mean, neither. Is there a what's the medical term for crabs?
1: <clears throat> uh, we're gonna look up crabs versus lice real quick. That'll be our sex <laughs> fact of the week. Sex fact
2: of the week. And then we're gonna wrap it up. Crabs versus lice. <laughs> that was my I'm that curious. was like hot pocket. Hot pocket. <laughs> crabs, crabs versus, versus lice. lice. <laughs>
1: Uh, this is from mayoclinic.org, oh. so you know it's real, real. Yep. Um, I don't want to get any extra crinkling sounds. Okay. Pubic lice, commonly called crabs, are tiny insects found in your genital area. They are a different type of louse from head lice oh. and body lice.
2: Body lice? Body lice? Jesus Christ. New fear Yeah. <laughs> brb i'm traumatized <laughs> you could go bathe in mayo yeah <laughs> and wait
1: is that what gets rid of them
2: yeah you're supposed to get use mayo to get lice out of your hair oh
1: and peanut butter is gum
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah common anyway common mix up
1: <laughs> yeah condiments on on your condiment hair mix and up. body yeah. yeah just can you imagine having mayo in your hair and your body mm-hmm. you could just shave your pubes probably right
2: well i was I just know. thinking that would that yeah. get rid of them
1: Uh, let's find out let's 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 continue continue reading (laughs) we're learning a lot about crabs today (laughs) (laughs) and not the delicious kind (laughs) uh pubic lice received their nickname because their bodies resemble tiny crabs yeah you know what actually i think my mom told me this story about her friend having crabs and then getting a crab in her eye jesus yeah because she was like I had told her a story like my, my roommate freshman year had unprotected sex and needed plan B. Oh, yeah. And then I, I was the like, whatever, I'll just buy it for you. And I told my mom that story. And she's like, one time my friend had crabs and I had to like call the like student hotline and pretend I had crabs. <laughs> Damn, that's <laughs> yeah. a homie. I was, she really was. My mom is the homie. <gasps> um, that's what they look like.
2: They do look they do like, look little, like crabs. little baby crabs.
1: Pubic lice feed on your blood, and their bites can cause severe itching. Treatment includes applying over the counter creams and lotions that kill parasites and their eggs. Symptoms if you have pubic lice, crabs. <laughs> You may experience intense itching in your genital region. Pubic lice can spread to other areas with coarse body hair, including the legs, chest, armpits, beard or mustache, eyelashes, or eyebrows.
2: Oh no, like I needed a reason
1: and not like a Wait, more commonly in children?
2: But I guess kids are just like gross, you know? I feel like they would spread in like... At like camp and like in locker rooms and stuff, you know, yeah, like yeah. swim club, <laughs> swim team, <laughs> swim club. Um, I don't know, I didn't seek medical advice about pubic lice
1: treatment if over-the-counter products don't kill li- the lice. You're pregnant or you have any infected skin abrasions from scratching. Causes: Pubic lice are most commonly spread during sexual activity. You may also get pubic lice from infested sheets, blankets, towels, or clothes. <laughs> people who have other sexually transmitted infections are more likely to also have pubic lice.
2: Well, I wonder why that is That's just because, so interesting. Like, because you're just having you, they assume because you're having unprotected sex, it's probably spreading quicker. Maybe. I don't know. This is the difference between head lice, body lice and pubic lice.
1: Oh, okay. So a head louse is long. Looks kind of like a cockroach or something. Uh-huh. A body louse, also long, but its bottom is thorax. I don't know. Is that the right word? That sounds right. <laughs> uh, is is more wide. Mm-hmm. It looks more like a regular bug, mm-hmm. and it's more red. And a crab legit looks like a crab. Yeah, a crab louse looks like a crab. They have
2: rounder bodies. Yeah, little circle boys. Or maybe even like a termite. <gasps> it. Okay, do you ever think about, I know that we want to wrap up and I'm going oh, yeah. on so termites many tangents. Termites are like because, so incestuous. Yeah, okay, termites. Termites, leeches, and quicksand I thought were going to be big issues in adulthood. Uh, <laughs> I thought you were about
1: to go off on the tangent. Did you know that termites, uh, <laughs> <laughs> when they give birth, they only give birth to one boy. This is every time one boy and they're like little little litter mm-hmm. and then all of its sisters have sex with it and then it dies and then maybe they eat it i don't know and Hell then yeah. well they get pregnant from the one boy lice Ew. and then they give birth to another litter with just one boy lice so do you mean termite or yeah termite so sorry. every
2: every termite is related they're yes. every, it, they're the Genghis con of the bug world <laughs>
1: And they just fuck each other. Yeah, that was some I don't know. Deep,
2: deep cut history for you. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways,
1: anyway, we, we gave you a, a lice, crab, termite, Genghis Khan sex fact of the week, and I think that is pretty. Lice, termite,
2: Genghis Khan fact of the week. It, it, it's all
1: encompassing. It all really income? has everything. Oops, Pissing. See, see, fuck. It has puns. <laughs> it has history
2: hell yeah anyways um before we wrap it is liz's birthday week oh yeah when this comes out it is my actual it's birthday It's coming out on your birthday liz is turning 30 years yeah. old we're gonna be i have
1: pigtails so right now as every 30 year old does
2: <laughs> um you're redefining 30 here today baby i just think they look cute they do look cute thank
0: you. i was just thinking
2: about your balayage has grown out so nicely oh thank you i'm getting it Done on Wednesday. Oh, well you it looks new hair. good as is. Thank but you. That's very exciting. That. Happy birthday. Thank you. Oh my god, it's you. I'm so fucking excited. You're y'all are if you follow me on Instagram, you're about to get so annoyed. I'm about my whole Instagram is gonna be dedicated to Liz's birthday. But follow I have no shame. I love that for me. Instagram um for the holy hour and and our personal instagrams you never post on your story but uh, no. my story will be an obnoxious amount of posts i used to post birthday. on my story
1: a lot i should tr- i should try and do that again I was, it's
2: because i never look cute anymore
1: that's a fucking lie and you know i mean it i is. look cute right now but in my day to day i am wearing my pajamas in front of the computer and i'm like although today one of my coworkers did tell me that um i looked like i had a filter on my face and I was that like, that is the
2: nicest compliment. Yeah. I well, like, like, which filter? Like you. the dog filter? <laughs> no, just kidding.
1: no, that's uh, like uh, such a nice compliment. She said an Instagram filter. Oh, hell but, yeah. Those are yeah. all cute. Mm-hmm.
2: And I felt, <laughs> I was like,
1: this is a high compliment. And I was like, thanks girl. It's
2: sunscreen and Botox. <laughs> yeah, hell yeah. No, that is such a, that whatever, that's just that is an elite compliment.
1: It was. It was. Uh, I'm. I want that on my gravestone. I'll remember that. Thank like you. You're
2: gonna <laughs> die after uh, me. No. <laughs> There's. It's inevitable.
1: I don't want to. I would like I'm to careless. die first.
2: I'm reckless. I'm older.
1: So. <laughs> you're significantly healthier. No way your healthier. brain froze. Like, we're like no. <laughs> Anyways, we love you. We Love you,
2: our children. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, beautiful.